we're supposed to be having a fiesta! Watch this. Hey, what's going on, my international amigos of Spurs Nation? I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are in the world. Thank you for hanging out with us today here at Spurs Film Room Live. Got a great show for you today. Got a JD and Big Joe from Spurs and Salsa, uh, their podcast. The link is in the description below. So if you like what you see here, go check out their content. The link is down there. Just go ahead and click see more, and then you guys will get the link. We're going to talk a little bit about KJ in Las Vegas and what we thought about his play there. Um, a little bit of our NBA draft favorites right very interested interested to see what jd and joe have who they have on their big board um then we're going to talk a little bit about expectations for next season and kind of what our high low best worst case scenario is and uh that's that includes talking a little bit about demar Derozan and all that all right so little preview there thank you guys for hanging out shout out to patreon member um frenchie bets just to let you guys know if you want to support the show you can do that in two ways just hit that subscribe button like this video hit the bell to be notified whenever we go live or whenever we drop new content on the channel go ahead and drop your comment in the live chat or if you're watching this post live go ahead and let me know where you're watching from spurs nation and if you agree with us or disagree with us let us know in the comments below and last but not least share this video and if you want to support this channel even more go ahead and check out the patreon link in the description below you get extra perks such as giveaway entries merch discounts shout outs and voting power and you get a little bit of control of the channel all right guys so on to the episode here with JD and Big Joe from Spurs and Salsa. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. Very special episode today, guys. We got JD and Big Joe over here from Spurs and Salsa. Um, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. And first off, I want to get uh, a little bit of a background check for my viewers right now. Those of y'all that are watching, um, JD is right here in the middle. What's going on, JD? And How's then we got going? Big Joe off to the your left, Yo. maybe. Let me go ahead and scoot this out a little bit. Nah, yep. we're good right here. Uh, but uh, guys, let um my viewers know a little bit about your podcast and kind of you know what you guys do. It's more than just about Spurs basketball over there at Spurs and Salsa. So why don't you go ahead and give them a rundown? I'll throw it to you, uh, JD. All right, man. First of all, thanks for thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Uh, Spurs and Salsa. This is two thirds of Spurs and Salsa. We're missing one member, but um, he's listening. Yeah, like you said, we do cover the Spurs primarily, but we we also jump around in all the sports, especially the teams that San Antonio tends to like, you know, Cowboys, Texans, Longhorns, Aggies, UTSA, anything re- involving sports. We try to focus on the teams San Antonio likes and the surrounding area. Uh, we also love to review food, local restaurants around town, local beer around town. We're very much into... Uh, promoting local businesses um mm-hmm. 
that's kind of how it started. We were talking, we would always talk sports and then we would always be looking for the best new, either new spots in town or just classics that, you know, we, mm-hmm. you either take for granted or you haven't been since you were a kid or yeah. you just have never been because a lot of people in San Antonio stick to their side of town. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you'd call us foodies. I don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> accurate, but we do Maybe. enjoy food, you know. You can yeah. tell by our pictures, you know, we we enjoy food. <laughs> but yeah, man, we, we love to have some fun. We, you know, we also talk, you know, some TV, uh, a little bit of everything. But of course, it starts with the Spurs and it, it we always end the show with something local. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hey, Joe, why don't you give uh, Spurs Nation here a little shout out on, on your take on y'all's pod, man. You know, uh, just like John said right now, talking about the Spurs our love for the Spurs growing up in the city, the whole, you know, our whole lives. Um, Cowboys definitely talk about that a lot. Texans. Um, I don't think John mentioned uh, the Incarnate Word, University of Incarnate Word Cardinals. I mean, yes. Come on, guys. Uh, Joe, I big, that Joe, too. big Joe's our Cardinal. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I'm a roadrunner over here. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. I'm going there right now, too, so I'm both. Hey, so. there you hey. go. We're pretty yeah. we're, we're San Antonio as it gets. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> That's uh, right. I think uh, the, the food reviews are definitely one of my biggest things that I do, as mm-hmm. you can tell, obviously, right here. <laughs> um, but I think that that's one of my favorite segments on there. And definitely the what are you watching? Uh-huh. And if, you, if you're not watching something like low key or something like that, you can listen in. We'll talk about it. We're not going to give away like big. We don't, yeah, of, we don't spoil. Uh, spoilers. So um, we'll, you know, kind of tippy toe around all the good stuff so, so big joe uh-huh. doesn't have kids so okay he, he, <laughs> he really contributes to what yeah. are we watching and the food because you know he can go out and he hits the town man he hits it yeah. every weekend <laughs> uh yeah either it's yeah. a some place we always go and he'll just kind of go give him some love or he, he's the <laughs> one that usually hit us hit the new spots first so so where which where, where's the new taco spot that you guys are at right now in San Antonio? Oh, nothing new. I would say the biggest one uh West Avenue Sacadia. Bro. <laughs> yes, I know. And you know yeah. so I've been driving by there a lot lately because of uh, mm-hmm. my kid plays baseball down the street. Yeah. Man, they they're growing so quick. They've added to the building. They bought the parking lot next to them. So, you, okay. you know, for parking, like the word is out of that spot. Yeah, so, che- so check it out. I have, a, I have a little story. I won't waste too much of y'all's time. But when I was going through college, right, a way that I kind of put myself through college is I would sell mangoes on West Avenue. What? Just a little just a little bit further down from, from that spot, right? Really? Um, yeah. So, like, I forget which street it is. It's like the second light. It's like after the Pizza Patron, right? Like, or they used, I don't know like if it's Bassi? still there or is not. Bassi? Yeah, I think so. So Bassey and, and West Avenue, there's okay. like a corner there. There's an abandoned building, right? When I was in college, you know, my dad works in the produce, you know, world, whatever. So he would, you know, he would help me out and just give me mangoes to sell, right? So I would go post up there. And man, let me tell you, the mangoes fly on West Avenue. Just, as, just as much as those tacos do, bro. Dude, bro. mangoes fly everywhere in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. We were uh, in between houses. I'll, I'll make it quick, too. I, I bought a new house and it wasn't ready yet. So we stayed uh-huh. in the Airbnb downtown by the market square. Yeah. My kids made me walk to the market every day for mangoes. Oh man. Every day. Luckily we're just across yeah. the street. Yeah. We were staying in an Airbnb. Um, mm-hmm. But man, they, they could eat that daily. I'm, You know what? My, my kid has practice right on that corner twice yeah. a week. If you were still there. Yeah. 
even if we didn't meet on this podcast, we we would have already met. <laughs> Man, I was there. Let me tell you, like all summer long, about I don't know. Eight years ago, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a while back, but yeah, yeah, man, I've seen plenty of that corner. Um, shout out to Roy Moss Youth Alternative. I think it's somewhere on that on that spot. It's a it's a great nonprofit I used to work for. Anyways, um, so yeah, man, uh, shout out to West Avenue Tacos, man, over there in San Antonio, <laughs> yeah. for sure. I think, for, I think one of your listeners comments that he want they wanted another place. Depends on what kind of food. There are so many good restaurants mm-hmm. that um people don't know like either don't know about because you don't leave your bubble which i get mm-hmm. growing up in san antonio a lot of us stay in our side of town but mm-hmm. the last few years we've been going all over the city looking for the best spots um mm-hmm. you know i think that one of the first things that uh spurs and salsa reviewed was uh i think at uh, columns at a girl that place if you haven't been to columns at a girl i know is a wing spot it's got more than wings now uh it's been open for a while now mm-hmm. uh that place is top-notch you need to get there if you have not been there yet they got beer all kinds of craft beer uh-huh. um wings they got brunch you need to go get you some of that's a that that's a hidden one that is a good one because that's hidden there's not even a sign like you have to google it and just trust that your google maps got you to the right <laughs> spot because it's uh-huh. it's very small there's no sign outside it's kind of like i know the kids say if you know you know that's that's oh, okay. definitely that's definitely one of those. All right. So, so where about like what loop or, or what? It's where's Columns that? At a girl. Mary's. It's a block okay. away from St. Mary's. Okay. Yeah. I would, I don't know the name of the street offhand. Um, mm-hmm. If you go on our Instagram account at Spurs yeah. and Salsa, we have all our food reviews. That's going to be towards the bottom because it's like yeah. one of the first ones we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The easiest way I can describe it, it's a block away from Tycoon Flats on St. Mary's. All right. So Spurs Nation, those of y'all that are in Countdown City right now, I mean, if you guys aren't subscribed right now to Spurs and Salsa, you're doing yourself a disservice yes. because you want to know where all the hot spots are <laughs> and, and where the good food is, man. Because there's, like you said, there's plenty. And, you know, San Antonio is an underrated, like, like um, size. There's this, this underrated size to San Antonio. And there's so many different yeah. areas that people just, like you said, just kind of stick to because um, there's a lot of good food around. So, yeah. So make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys for for letting them know all about that stuff. Now let's kind of get into some KJ in Vegas, right? Um, I don't know about you guys, man. I was super excited just to hear he was on the squad. I know you guys um, were talking about it a little bit on your last episode and, and you were saying, well, maybe that's, that's a little sign of what's to come right with KJ. And I kind of thought the same thing for Derek white, like two summers ago when he was on that FIBA team. Um, But he came out, man. He showed out. He balled out. I'll tell you what. I was like a proud dad, man. I was like, oh, my God. That's our KJ. Yeah, and and it was best case scenario because first, you know, he tries out for the team. You know, Pop Mm -hmm. wants to get him some exposure. Yeah. He makes the squad, and I don't know if he goes to Tokyo or not. We'll see. I don't think so. He makes the squad. Mm -hmm. He gets playing time, and he does exactly what he's been doing this year. Yes. Yes. Which So it was best case. If you're a Spurs fan – Keldon yeah. fan, best case scenario. He attacked the rim. He fought for rebounds. Mm-hmm. He wasn't intimidated at all by the stage. Yeah. The the thing about Keldon is, I mean, he's a blue chipper. He was a blue chipper yeah. in high school. He went to Kentucky, you know, blue chipper in college. For some reason, he failed a 29 in the draft. And when he played for Austin Spurs, he was an all-star. I mean, every yeah. level, he's a blue chipper. He cracked the starting lineup as soon as he made the Spurs and hasn't relinquished it yet. Yeah. Um, every level, every time you put a you put him on a basketball court, he yeah. delivers. And and again, he just he looked just like Keldon at he's, FIBA level. He's an A class athlete that's been a part of A plus class programs his exactly. entire life. Like you yeah. said, all the way back to Oak Hill. And it's just like, bro, he out there. 
he looked just as big as everyone else. And it was yep. just like, oh my God, KJ is just, he's just blowing my mind right now. Joe, what were yeah, your thoughts on only, KJ? Dude, he only knows one speed and that's it was like yeah. one yeah. thing to do. He only plays hard. That's all he yeah. does. I never, he, I never see him take a, a second off in the game whenever he's in. Yeah. And he's always on the sideline cheering everybody on, like yeah. hyping everybody up. So he loves uh, basketball. He did, mm-hmm. he did amazing. I thought just like uh, JD said, it was the best case scenario about what yeah. we could have expected from, uh, from KJ. So I'm excited for what the future holds for him and for the Spurs. Let me tell you what, man. That's exactly what I said, too. When he was out there doing it, I'm, I'm like, hey, now I was like, tell him, KJ. I'm always talking to the TV. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> oh, we all do. Yeah. 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 I'm always like, tell him, KJ. Tell him that's all day. That's what I do. All right. Just get the offensive rebound, put it back. And it was, you know, I'm always talking about the level of competition in, in Olympic basketball. Shout out to Sean Kelly. Thank you for the tip, my man. Appreciate you stopping by and hanging out with us today. Um, I'm always talking about the the competition level in Olympic basketball. I always like to say it's the hardest basketball you can play in the world. I think it's even, you know, leaps and bounds in front of NBA, right? The rules really make NBA a little bit soft, right? It makes makes the game a little softer. And we're seeing that with USA struggling. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. I mean, you've been been Mm -hmm. vindicated. You've been validated with that comment the past couple of games. Yeah. No, for real. And, and but you know what's exciting is that KJ looked Killed like he was that. just in a in a park game in the YMCA. You know what I mean? Like you just out there with like you said, not scared of the moment, man. So I was very excited and very happy to see KJ man out there. And um, y'all noticed it too that Pop cut his hair. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder what what spawned it. I wonder if he just takes the role of representing America a little. Yeah. Maybe the military so. aspect of his mind came out and said, you know, I need to, I need to be clean cut. Yeah. I, I'm guessing that's what it was. Yeah. But um, it's interesting. It's interesting that he decided because he made a conscious decision. Yeah. All right. Olympic ball. I'm cutting yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it was, it was getting kind of ridiculous. I'm upset to say. I mean, I <laughs> no, pop can do whatever he wants. But man, that was that was pretty long. It, it wasn't a good. But I wanted a I wanted a ponytail. I wanted ah. him to come out. <laughs> Oh man, man bun pop. I like our, it. Our ponytail with the uh, media in his hair, like <laughs> go throw, like get real hood. I like it. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, um, we're gonna talk a little bit about the draft. I know it's coming up in about two weeks. Um, so I'm just interested to know who your who your favorites are there at number twelve. So um, when we get right back, we'll go ahead and get into it. Isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Those of you guys that are hanging out, thank you so much. Please smash that like button down below. Chant Go Spurs Go when you do. Hit that notification bell. Let us know where you're from, where you're watching from right now, or if you're watching um, post live. Go ahead and let me know exactly where you guys are and... um, Shout out to you, Ghostbirds Go, and share this video, Ghostbirds Go. If you want to go above and beyond, you can go ahead and check the Patreon link in the description below. We do giveaway entries um, for all of the members in the Patreon, merch discounts, shout outs, shout out to Frenchie Bets right now hanging out, um, and voting power. When the channel gets going a little bit more, you guys are going to get a vote on a lot of what we do here at Spurs Film Room. So thank you guys for hanging out. Um, again, make sure to check out the Spurs and Salsa podcast link in the description below to Spotify. Um, you can catch all their content there as well. So, all right, guys, back to um, JD and Big John, uh, Big Joe, Spurs and Salsa. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? 
Watch this. All right, guys. So I've done about two mock drafts so far and uh on my channel i did one with a buddy and then yesterday actually or on monday i did one uh like with the with the live chat right and so the first time the san antonio spurs selected zaire williams right and the second draft it was josh giddy right so that's kind of like a little bit of the pulse right now where i'm feeling um for spurs nation I, i didn't make any of those picks but i do like both of those guys and so I was kind of wanted to see, um, Joe. I'm gonna throw it to you first. You know who's who's on your board right now for the for the for the NBA draft. Man, uh, I'm I'm all about Kai Jones right now. Six uh, eleven mm-hmm. flies around. We need somebody. We need a big man. That's really what I'm looking for right now. I know that everybody's talking about we might we might need a guard. Uh, I think y'all are talking about Josh Giddy, and they talked about him last week also on the show. Uh, that he's a pretty big guy, lanky guy. Uh, mm. But right now, for me, I think I'm going Kai Jones. He's number one on my board, so that's who I really like to see the Spurs get. Okay, I like it. Um, I know that he has a lot of upside. Like you know, he's Definitely. super super athletic. I mean, super raw. I think you know he can really become almost anything you 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 can mold him into being. You know, and the Spurs do that really well. They can figure out what you know like what he's gonna be and they can really train him from the get-go and get him by year two year three he can be something deadly um john who's on your uh big board right now for san antonio at 12 so you you hit the nail on the head with kai jones um i think he's he's got a good starting point for the spurs he already he already shoots the three ball all right 38 percent from three i think chip england can fix that to you know maybe in the 40s The one thing about him is is, is effort. Um, he's got size, he's athletic, but effort and and defense. A lot of defense comes down to effort. So I, I picture him right away being a good defender with Coach Pop, and he can already step out and shoot. I I see Chip England making him almost elite shooter, not elite for a post player. He like just catch, feels like like a catch and shoot, like yeah, just, yeah. Killer, and it, yeah. so he just feels like a nice starting point where the Spurs can polish it off into maybe a star player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Josh Giddy; that's who we talked about last week. Um, what I like about him is his size and the fact that he's a playmaker. Mm-hmm. He distributes. One thing the Spurs don't have. I know he's not the best shooter, and the you know Spurs we want shooters right now. We need shooters, mm-hmm. but he's all he's also a distributor that we don't quite have. We have mm-hmm. some all right distributors. We have some solid guys, but I think Giddy can be a playmaker. The thing about Giddy is his shot needs a, more work, maybe even than Kai Jones. But again, Chip can fix that. I think with Giddy and Jones, those are two guys that you can create into stars. And I know some Spurs fans want help now, but mm-hmm. we're not in a win now mode. Yeah. So if, if the Spurs see a player, and it might not be either one of those guys. Mm-hmm. I like Scotty Barnes, but he's starting to shoot up the draft. He's going yeah. he's going the wrong direction from the Spurs. Yeah. Um, but again, if they see someone that they can create into a star in two or three years, I am very good with that because we are we're not competing for a title next year. Mm-hmm. Probably not the year after, but we'll, we'll see, right? We we still have free agency. We'll talk about that later on the show. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much okay with a project. Mm-hmm. Especially if you think it can become a superstar, yeah. Because this draft is so deep, you need to 
if you can grab yourself a long-term superstar because mm-hmm. if the Spurs never bought him out, which we hope they don't, and it doesn't look like they will, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, you know, buy a few lotto tickets in the, in the draft. Yeah. We're going to have to try to shoot for someone that can potentially grow. I mean, like Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, yeah. we drafted him what 14th or we traded for him. He was pick 14th and we waited until he became what he was. And that's enough about him, but same with Keldon. <laughs> but you know, but you know, and then in Keldon, we're seeing a lot of that. So I'm very much okay with Giddy or Kai Jones because I think they're both lotto tickets that could pay off immensely. Yeah. If I have to pick between the two, I'll pick Kai Jones because I still think I think he'll contribute to the Spurs quicker just because he can already shoot. Mm-hmm. He's a big man that runs the floor really well, very athletic. Mm-hmm. And I just think when you have someone that's athletic and got good size. You know, like a DeJounte Murray, Derek White. At the very least, Pop will get Pop will get a good defender out of you. Year one, year two. And then the shooting can come along after the fact. Okay, so I, I think you're right on the money with Giddy. There's just something that's so difficult about scoring on our team. It's like, God dang, if it wasn't DeMar and then, cre- yeah. creating a shot or getting his own shot, it was tough. Like, yeah. you it was, know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it's like guys couldn't score. It's like, man, we were scared. Like, only Rudy Gay was the only guy that was willing to really willing to really let it fly, you know, and Patty Mills, obviously, too. Uh, Josh Giddy is a guy that kind of comp to Tyrese Halliburton, like in the way that they just make the ball flow. You know, they make the game flow. They're finding easy passes. They advance the ball. They don't hold on to it. You know, they can hit the the runner, you know what I mean, or the trail guy wide open. Um, yeah. And I feel like we do need we do need some of that, you know, even with our DeJon- our double point guard duo of DeJounte and Derek. Um, I still call Derek a point guard. Um but I, I think even even those two guys don't have that to their game necessarily. I think Derek can pass good enough. Good and, enough. Yeah, and so so can DJ. But um, they're not really creators in that way. And uh, so let me. So I'm I'm asking you guys this question because I like to gauge what area because there's a few areas right that the Spurs need to address on this team with the roster as is right. Like which area do you want to address in the draft? So to me, you guys want to address size, right? Like an athleticism with Kai yeah. Jones. Like, um, do y'all guys have any thoughts on I mean, some some of the other big men kind of around that pick is Alfarine Shangun or um, Us- Usman Garuba, right? Like maybe the, those are like two other bigs, a little different. They're all kind of different. But do any of those other two guys address like that issue for you at, at with the size? Uh, Joe, I'll throw it to you first. You know, I, the second guy, I can't say his name, but you just said right now, but Garuba? I have been seeing his mm-hmm. name thrown around um, quite a bit for this first 12th pick and yeah, I, w- I think it's just something about size and I think just athleticism. Like, I don't get me wrong, Pirtle did great. I mean, I don't know, uh, at, at the second half. And I just need something more than Pirtle. I need somebody to make his own, like, his own shot because Pirtle was kind of scared to shoot the ball. So oh, I yeah. need somebody who can score and defend also, not yeah. just be there to play defense because mm-hmm. four guys on the floor right now, uh, on offense isn't isn't like helping out us with us. Yeah, yeah. What think, my John? issue, my issue with both of those guys is they're not shooters. They feel more throwback bigs, that's and I don't know. If, and I don't, I don't know if that's going to work in today's NBA. I think they're both. They both have a lot of pearl in them, and we already have a pearl. We already have. <laughs> yeah. No, dis- I'm not disrespecting pearl. I'm just yeah. we have a old school, yeah, classic defender. You know, rim protector, big. Mm-hmm. I want an athletic big that can shoot because, you know, the Spurs, 
and we don't need to get too much into Aldridge, but mm-hmm. one thing Aldridge did add was he spaced the floor. And for for Keldon and DeJounte specifically, they benefited more. You know, the Spurs offense flowed a lot better when the floor was spaced. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want someone that can do that. And, and the two guys you mentioned, uh, and we'd be asking a lot of Chip. <laughs> I mentioned him a lot already, but we'd be we asking already a lot. do, man. We already do. <laughs> we already do. <laughs> yeah. At least with Kai Jones, he already has a shot, and we uh-huh. can just refine it to be deadly. Yeah. I think with those two bigs, you're just um, – at that point, you're just drafting a big to get a big, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. In the NBA, at the end of the day, you draft best player available, Yeah. and you work out your roster after the fact. Yeah, see, I'm with you guys. I think at 12, that's exactly what we got to do. We got to draft best player available with upside over fit or over um, – or maybe not fit because I think culture and fit with San Antonio is, is higher on the priority list than probably every other team in the NBA. Yeah. But um, I think that – uh. You know, it's, it's like with Devin Vassell. Like, I felt like we kind of needed Tyrese Halliburton last year, but it was like, bro, Devin Vassell was easily the best player available, like with potential off, off the charts defensively and really fit the yeah. Spurs, everything, culture and everything, right? So it just made more sense. Um, and I think that they need to do that again this year. So I'm with you guys. Um, all right, so when we get back, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about free agency and um, who out there that uh, – might be a free agent. Would you like to bring to San Antonio and also maybe who we sign and trade DeMar for when we get right back? All right. So hang on, guys, and the show will be right back. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. Thank you guys for hanging out. Please smash that like button down below. Chant Go Spurs Go when you do. Let me know exactly where in the world you're watching from right now. We're a international bunch of amigos here that we call ourselves Spurs Nation. So thank you guys for hanging out. Um, again, if you enjoy the channel and you want to support the channel a little bit more and go above and beyond, you're already doing that by watching the show. So thank you so much for hanging out, man. Like this video that helps us break through the YouTube algorithm. When you smash that uh, notification bell, it lets you know whenever we're dropping new content. Um, comments, uh, make sure that you know you guys are being respectful in the comments as well. Um, don't want you guys getting flagged for any, you know, you guys can disagree with us and whatever. It's all good. But like I said before, we are all Spurs Nation. So let's keep it friendly down there in the comment box. Uh, go ahead and share this video, guys, with the rest of Spurs Nation. Chant Go Spurs Go when you do. Hashtag Go Spurs Go. And um, tag me at Spurs Film Room on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you guys get your jam on. We're there. Also on Spotify and Apple. All right, guys. And also, you want to support the channel even more than doing all that free stuff that it just takes you a few, you know, scrolls and clicks on your phone to do. You guys can click the Patreon link in the description below. You can pledge um, to be to become a member and get some perks along the way. When it takes you, it'll take you to a link. Sorry, the link will take you to the page that looks like this. You guys can choose your subscription level, whatever your jam is. I appreciate you guys a bunch. It really does go above and beyond. So, all right, guys, we're going to go ahead and get back to the episode here with Spurs and Salsa with JD and Big Joe. Uh, Make sure to click the link in the description below, and it'll take you over to their podcast, Spurs and Salsa. All right, guys, back to the show. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it too much, guys. But uh, so everyone here that's listening, when you go back and listen to the most recent episode of Spurs and Salsa, 
They talk a little bit about DeMar DeRozan and a possible sign and trade with uh, this isn't breaking news, right? With with the with the Lakers, yeah. right? And um, a player that you guys and a lot of people in Spurs Nation love is Kyle Kuzma, right? So I want you guys to sell me on Kyle Kuzma because I'm kind of on the fence. I've liked him, right? Like in his first two or three years of being in the NBA. But playing next to LeBron, I feel, has lowered his stock, you know, so I don't even know how low it can get. Uh, he's very much put in a box to me, so I think there's a lot of potential in that box still. Um, so go ahead and sell me, guys, on Kyle Kuzma and why you think he's a good fit for the Spurs. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. So love's a strong word. I don't think we love him. All right. <laughs> I love the, but what I, what I do love is the idea of getting something back for DeRozan. Mm-hmm. Um, what we said on the podcast made a lot of sense was if you're going to get anything back for DeRozan, it has to be a sign and trade, which means it has to be probably a contender. It has to be somewhere DeRozan wants to live. And it has to be somebody willing to give up assets for him. And with the Lakers, it makes a ton of sense. DeRozan's from there. He still lives there. They're missing a piece, obviously. You know, they got bounced in the first round. They're in a win now mode. DeRozan's yeah. going to be, is he 32 already or going to be 32? Mm-hmm. DeRozan's on their timeline, meaning, you know, he's an older guy and he needs to contribute to a contender. Mm-hmm. What I like about Kuzma is we just touched on it. He fills a need. You know, he's a power forward, post player, you know, whatever you want to call it. He's six foot ten. He already, even in a down year, like you said, he's giving you 13 a game. He fills a need and he's very cheap. I, if I look, if I remember correctly, he's, on the books for like three and a half million a year. And he still has like two or three years left on the deal. Yeah. So you're getting him for dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. And I know we're going to talk about free agents in a minute. He doesn't stop you from still going out and signing a big time free agent, even at the same position. I mean, cause three and a half million a year. If, and if I'm not right, you know, correct me on the comments, but if that's his salary right now, he can be a backup. Like he's making backup money. So at yeah. the worst case scenario, he gives you good depth in the post. And then best case scenarios, he reaches his potential. Um, another thing I mentioned is that RC Buford, you know, the front office likes him. They've made it known that they really liked him, that he was, he might've been the pick if it wasn't, you know, I think the Lakers got him right before the Spurs picked Derek white. Mm-hmm. So they've had an effect, uh, with him. It just makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take on a big contract mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, the Spurs' best weapon right now is cap space. Yeah, Kuzma doesn't eat that up, mm-hmm. and he fills a need. And and again, worse, if we went out and got a John Collins or someone that would start over Kuzma, Kuzma doesn't he doesn't make enough to justify starting him. He can he can be a role player, mm-hmm. and he'd be a really good one if if yeah. truth be told. Um, that's why I like the idea. I don't want to take on a lot of cap space. Yeah. But if they're willing, if we can make it work with Kuzma, maybe one other young player and a draft pick. We talked about the draft being very deep. Mm-hmm. If we could take their, I think they're picking twenty second. I would love to get another draft pick in in this um, in this draft this year. And that's why I like Kuzma. Even mm-hmm. thirteen a game. I mean, that puts him right around and and his age. He's yeah. on our timeline. He's around the same age as Derek, DeJounte, Lonnie. Yeah. He fits. I don't know about the culture. That might be a little, but we're a yeah. young team. We're a young team. Um, for so long, the Spurs were the old international yeah. player team. Yeah. Now, you know, we're 
a young team, uh, mainly American-born. Kuzma might be part of the new Spurs culture. Um, But again, that's what I like the most. Because I don't see too many sign-and-trade partners Mm -hmm. for DeRozan where he's willing to be traded, you know, sign a deal just to go over there. The Lakers are one. You know, the Clippers are probably one. But the Clippers don't have anything I would personally want that they'd be willing to give up. Um, Maybe the Sixers. I don't – but – yeah. We're either going to let DeRozan walk for nothing or we can get a pick and a Kuzma and maybe one other player, which I'm okay with. So I'm cool. I'm cool with that too. I, I like the points that you made about the flexibility that he still allows this team to have yeah. over the next few years. Shout out to Gregory Castillo. Shout out uh, for, I mean, thank you guys for the tip. Uh, Frenchy Betts Patreon member says he, he doesn't like his attitude, but he's a low risk. Like, like he is. He's low risk. Yeah. Yeah. He is yeah. low risk. And shout out to, uh eagle i hope i'm saying that right eagle hellgazen uh spurs fan from iceland thank you for joining iceland, the show that's yes. awesome man dope yes iceland so why why spurs fan let us know in the in the in the chat why why the spurs fan yeah uh, i'm interested to know too yeah so thank you for hanging out please subscribe to the channel um so john i'm sorry not john joe go ahead and hit me with it man all right so you talked about lebron might be hurting uh kuzma stock and you're probably right because when Kuzma first started and entered the league, he was averaging 16 points. That was his rookie year. The second year, averaging 18.7 points, right? That's when LeBron came. LeBron got hurt that season. After mm-hmm. that, he comes. He's averaging 12 points, 13 points per season. Yeah. So I think if he breaks out of that and gets away from LeBron, mm-hmm. gets away from AD and all that, he's going to get back up there to 18, 20 points. He was, his trajectory was going up, and then LeBron comes, and then it goes down. So I only see big things for Kuzma as long as he puts in the work. And I think JD actually uh, said something about culture. Does he fit this whole Spurs culture? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. S- some of the stuff that I've seen around, like, social media and stuff, he might not fit the Spurs culture. And uh-huh. I might not be selling you on that note right there, but – you know, I think that he does fit what we need. And we need mm-hmm. somebody that is big and tall, somebody that can uh, hit the threes, somebody that can probably make his, create his own shot. So I think that he does have a lot of upside. And if he has a small contract like $3 million a year, why not? You know, so, so we could. Yeah. I looked ahead. it up. It was three and a half, but it jumps to 13. Jeez. But it's still not crazy. Kind of but... like Derek White was, right? Yeah. It's similar. He's only getting paid like three or four or five, but now he's so it jumps expanded. to thirteen. But it also helps make the trade possible. Mm-hmm. Just to throw that which, out there, are you still which, okay yeah? With because 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 we have to take salary from the Lakers, right? They yeah. have to dump salary somehow in the sign and trade. So the the first round pick, I mean, that might only cost them a few million a year. Um, I don't know what twenty two. The pick twenty two probably gets, I would think, maybe around three four million a year. Uh, Kuzma would be um, 13. 13, So that's about sixteen. That's that's something. I mean, I, they, I mean they, can, they can work the rest. You know, they can get rid of another player or whatever to make the salary work. But um, is is that is that all you got on them, Joe? You have any more on Kuzma? I think that's it, man. I, I've just we need another shooter. So, mm-hmm. and I know that I think you're down for another shooter. So, yeah, you should be. You should get on the on the Kuzma on the Kuzma train. You know what? You know what? I just might. Um, I've been saying, yeah, this all off season is that we need to address uh, our shooting um lack or lack of shooting through free agency and and that would be a good look i think he does check a lot of boxes for san antonio maybe 
And I don't want to say he doesn't check the culture box. I think he's just a little L.A. He's, you know, he's just a little L.A. right now because yeah. he's, he's in L.A. And I think um, I think if he came to San Antonio, it would work. And and you guys are right. We did have our eye on him um, come draft time. All right. So let's see. Uh, Eagle, our Iceland fan, is dropping us with some knowledge. Here we go. In the 90s, it was a met. It was mandatory to be a Bulls fan. In 99, people started looking around and Robinson was my third most favorite player. It wasn't until 2003 when Tony Parker and Manu came along and I became a Spurs for life. Ha! Just like many of us, Eagle. Just like many of us here. <laughs> um, for sure, man. Um, Tim Duncan, Stoic Demeanor, the international flavor versus the Lakers, cockiness. Love it. That's that's exactly – hey, man, you're, you, you're a Spurs fan. I don't know if he anyone told culture. you. Yeah. Yeah. Culture. yeah, you're a Spurs fan. I don't know if you if you knew that, but – well, obviously you did, but – Thank you for hanging out, man. Appreciate you. Go Spurs, go. Um, all right, guys. So uh, free agents, uh, we're talking about it just a little bit right now with Kyle Kuzma. I, I don't mind it. I think um, someone was asking, I don't remember who, saying what's in it for DeMar. And what's in it for DeMar is he gets to go to his hometown and yeah. and play for the Lakers and and actually go to where he wants to go because he hasn't been able to do that. Um, besides re-signing with the, with the Raptors, um, you know, this is really the first time he's going to be able to choose his own destiny. Um, so we all know how he likes to rep Compton, right? Has the brand and everything like that. So I think going back to LA suits him, suits his interests very, very much. Right. And I think, I think another team, like you said, um, Philly, I think Philly's a good look for him as well. Uh, but yeah, are there any other free agents that you wouldn't mind bringing into the, to the Spurs locker room this upcoming year? Um, and they don't have to be like superstars. They could just be like role players or, or vets or, um, I like, shooters i'm looking at all the shooters right now we have, on the, to, on, we have the, to get shooters. Draft. so um any of your your free agents so two weeks ago james pledger from espnsa came on the show and he made an amazing case for laurie markinen okay i mean he's 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 driving the marketing hype train and he he sold me on it mm-hmm. i uh he's a big that spaces the floor extremely well I mean, that's almost been the theme of this show today, right? Is spacing the floor, getting a big. um, I think it was the athletic, either the athletic or Bleacher Report. Yeah, made a prediction that they the Spurs would be after him and they would land him for fifteen a year. So he's not super expensive. He's seven foot. I think he's twenty five years old. Like so, he's on our. Yeah, he's in our core trajectory Mm -hmm. as far as age and timeline. You know. Going back to DeRozan real quick, what's in it for him? He's DeRozan is not on our timeline. Mm-hmm. He's in a win now mode. Lakers are perfect, but a guy like Laurie Markkinen, he's on our timeline. We can pay him the fifteen, and not even blink. Um, if Pirtle is the answer, if Pirtle's still the center for the Spurs, Markkinen can be that four, the guy that stretches the floor, that gives some space in the paint, stuff that. Pirtle can't do. Mm-hmm. What I also like about him is if we design a, t- a an offense where he's a big part of it, mm-hmm. he's got a lot of the same attributes as our Luca, Luca Salmoner. Mm-hmm. So now you have you're designing a team for Laurie Markinen, but you're also designing one in hopes of getting Luca start. Our Luca started. Yeah. Now he becomes a two. Now he becomes a role player that actually has a defined role on this team i know on twitter a lot of people don't want to take a flyer on laurie marketing because of luca to me i think you have two guys with the same skill sets 
now they become an integral part of your team. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, you know, when the Spurs drafted Duncan, even though we had Robinson, all we did was, hey, we're going to go extremely big down low, and that's just going to be who we are. Mm-hmm. I think, um, again, I think Laurie Markkinen, he's cheap enough. so Because we could sign him for 15 mil and go after a John Collins still. Now you really upgraded your front court. Yeah. Um, he stretches the floor. They both stretch the floor, which would help Keldon Murray tremendously. Um, but again, it also, I think it does, some people think it hinders Luka. Um, I think it would help him. It would it would create a role that he can help fill. Yeah, I, I think that Laurie, like you said, at $15 million, I, I don't think anyone will have a problem with that. I think what people have a problem with is overpaying yeah. for, for him. And I think a lot of Spurs Nation likes him. Uh, Joe, any free agents that, that are on your on your eye right now? I think it's uh, Lori. You know, Pledger, like John said, got us on the on the marketing train. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, marketing or uh, John Collins also. But there's going to be a lot of people after John Collins, after uh, the whole Hawks run right now in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I would definitely like to see him on there. But I know that the Hawks owner said he's probably not coming back. So we'll see. What would have to do to get him? I know there's going to be a lot of interest around him, around him for, from the league. Um, yeah. But he's definitely a shooter. He was, let's see, he was making like, what is he doing? So we'd have to probably offer him the max because we'd have to overpay a little bit because we're not a playoff team. So you're going to have sure. to overpay to get him to come. Are you guys okay with the max for Collins? That I don't know about, you know? Yeah, I don't think that. I don't want. I don't want to do it either. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to give him a max contract, and if that's the case, then he can go. Yeah. I don't want him to go to the Mavericks, but I think that that's where. Besides a guy like Laurie, you mm-hmm. know, there's not too many other options as far as spending big money or yeah. a, a, a chunk of money. Yeah. Do you think Spurs Nation would be okay if we punted till next off season, or was there going to be uproar? I think we'd that. Be- We'd be going into 2022 with a ton of cap space and nothing to show for it. If we come up flat, the Spurs Nation burn the Alamo Dome down. <laughs> so, so I think that I think that one the free agent class next year is better than this year. So having yeah. having our ca- our cap space flexibility kind of stretch out until next season isn't a bad thing. And I'm I uh, a few weeks ago I was saying that look, let's just build around this team. Let's give the opportunities to these young guys that have kind of been waiting for it. Let's see what Luca can do. Let's give Lonnie some more shots, unleash Keldon a little bit more in the right position, and let's just fill in the gaps, right, like shooters and and some vets and some size, right? Like yeah. I like Bobby Portis right now with Milwaukee. I would love to get him. I would like to – I'd rather pay him a little bit more than Collins. pay Collins a lot. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would do that. Yeah. It's funny you said that because he was another guy that Pledger was really harping for – um, his point was Portis could develop into a star. So we'd be I kind of, I mentioned it with Kai Jones and Giddy. You're kind of yeah. buying a lotto ticket and you're hoping it catches in in a year or two. Yeah. Pleasure. And we, and we discussed Portis might be someone that takes a huge step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so to your point, maybe we do sign a Portis and call it overpay, but you're, you're gambling on the future to a certain degree. Like, I don't like- mind that. Like on a like on a three year deal, you yeah. know, so, so, you know, something short with like a like a team option or something like that. I would I would really like. 
Um, all right, guys. So before we wrap up the show, let, we'll we'll make this one a little bit quicker since I think we kind of I kept you guys here a little bit longer. I know you guys want to <laughs> oh, watch the watch this finals you're game. You're good. You're good. Um, uh, so do you have any like high expectations for some of the young guys? I'm gonna I'm gonna name a few in particular, like because we all know about Derek, we all know about Dejounte. Um, we know that Lonnie is like on the fringe, and you know we need a little bit more from him. But I'm talking about guys like. Luca, Devin Vassell, obviously KJ, we know, um, has all the potential in the world. But is there anyone kind of sleeping right now that you think, you know, is going to have kind of a, like a, you know, a huge, I don't want to say breakout season, but expanded season for sure with San Antonio? I'm a big Trey Jones guy. I really like him. Yeah. He just, he's already a great defender out of college. He's a floor general, comes from, you know, we talked about Keldon being a blue chipper. Kel, uh, Trey Jones is from Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Trey Jones guy. I really, I'm really hoping that the Spurs let him be their backup point guard. I really want to see him in a real, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game type of uh, role. Devin Vassell, I think we're all on the Vassell train. I think we we all know. Give yeah. him more minutes, he'll he'll get it for you. Yeah, I wouldn't even mind. <laughs> okay, I'll stick with Trey Jones. In I'm a I'm a big Trey Jones guy. I think we were re- on draft night last year. We were recording. We recorded. We started recording after the first round pick, mm-hmm. and Trey Jones was drafted while we were recording. And I remember, you know, being very high on him. Mm-hmm. I liked what he did, and I always like when the guys go to Austin and then tear it up. Yeah, I know people complain, and and there's validity to always sending our rookies to Austin. But mm-hmm. if they're going to go, you want them to blow up there. Because yeah. if they go over there and they don't, then you're yeah. then you're real worried. Mm-hmm. But Trey Jones did exactly what you wanted him to do in the G League. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I just like him. He looks yeah. like he's Corey Joseph type, but with even more upside. Yeah, You know, Pop loves those point guards that are really good defenders out of the gate. Mm-hmm. George Hill. Yeah, I mean, George Hill ended up becoming a really good pro. Trey Jones has a kind of attributes the traits he has he has a lot of george hill yeah cory joseph traits and i think he's someone because of his background at duke mm-hmm. you can give him the ball this year as the backup point and yeah. he's not gonna lose you a game he's he's gonna he's gonna make good decisions he's gonna give you good defense i yeah. i'm a trey jones guy he was one of he was one of the players i think that surprised me just every time he stepped on the floor i was like oh wow he can do this or yeah. oh wow he can do that or oh, wow, he's like not—he's not weak. Like he's small, but he's not weak at all. Yeah, he's a I great like him defender. a lot. I give him so, some burn. Yeah. So Joe, uh, go ahead, man. Hit me with it. So Devin Vassell, uh, JD was talking about him earlier. It's all about the minutes, man. At the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, you saw him getting quality minutes, and then he was—I mean, he wasn't giving us like twenty points a game, but you know, he was developing into what he should, what he could be. You know, mm-hmm. with those minutes that he was getting. Um, I just think that he just needs a little bit more time, uh, actually playing time and a little bit more time with, uh, you know, Chip England. I know we mentioned him like 10 times or already this year, but, or this show, <laughs> but like, we need to pay him more, man. Yeah. He's the guy. <laughs> I think Devin Vassell is hopefully he, I mean, what is there a sophomore team? Is there a rookie sophomore game next year? Like an all-star game? Is that a yeah. sophomore? Yes. So hopefully he makes that sophomore team and you know, he, uh, yeah. That's a good, you know, I like you said, I'm glad you said that because that means he's getting enough minutes to be mm-hmm. on the sophomore team and he's earned and he's doing well with them. Mm-hmm. That's a good benchmark. Uh, you know, I'm going to, 
Write that down, Big Joe. We need to make sure he makes the sophomore team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. A quiet sleeper is Drew Eubanks if he comes yeah. back. I don't know if he's coming back or not, but is he still signed? I, I think so. No, he's signed, yeah. Yeah. Oh, then Drew Eubanks is a sleeper too. I won't say he could even be a little bit better than Pirtle. He's got a, he's got a better shot than Pirtle. There's an so argument there. There's he's an a, argument there. He reminds me of a, a Malik Rose type. He just – he he's a – a little undersized to be in the post, but he gives you so much hustle minutes. Yeah. But he, he plays like, bigger than Pirtle. Yeah, yeah, he does. He yeah. reminds me of Malik Rose. Yeah. Um, to Rob's point, I'm just excited to give the young guys the chance. You know, we talked about Kuzma losing minutes. I'm losing, you know, stats because of LeBron being there and uh, Davis. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys. Uh, take a step forward without where well, we're all assuming DeRozan and Gay are gone. Yeah. Um, nothing against them. They just, mm-hmm. they played a lot of ISO ball. They took a lot of the shots away from the young guys. I want to see. And again, if we crash and burn next year with these young guys, they're getting valuable time, but we just bottom out. I'm still okay with it. Cause I, again, I'm not expecting a championship next year. I haven't left my lawn chair yeah. on the river walk for the parade. <laughs> I'm going to wait two years or so. Um, yeah, but I'm okay with a complete youth movement, you know, let them sw- throw them in the deep end, see which one sinks, which one swim. Uh-huh. I'm very much okay with that. Uh-huh. Like I said, if, if we add any free agents, I want them to be in the same age group as our young core. That's I like why that point. I like that point with Kuzma that he does fit that timeline perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. And right if we're, there, quite- he's going the opposite direction. But it would be nice if if he came here and along with DeJounte and Keldon and everyone else, let them swim in the deep end. Let them yeah. Let them do it together as a young, uh exciting team. So so I'm with I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys on on Devin Vassell and Trey Jones. I kind of feel like Vassell and I it's a little premature to say this, and I think that's kind of why no one's saying this because we know how the Spurs operate, but he came into the gate and I think jumped past like everybody on our roster, jumped past Keldon, jumped past Lonnie, maybe even have jumped past, you know, DeJounte didn't grow this year. You know, he might've even, you know, talk about production on the floor, at least um, jump DeJounte. So I think he really might be the guy in a few years for the Spurs. And I think you can see see him just being in a guy that gets most of the shots. Cause it's always about like who gets the majority of the shot count. And I think if Devin Vassell got half, you know, or a third of our buckets, I think he's going to knock him down, bro. And he he might be a little bit more consistent with it at this point, definitely than Lonnie was, at least his freshman, sophomore year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I think Lonnie has that capability too. Lonnie Walker is the most athletic basketball player I've seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. Pure athleticism. Lonnie Walker jumps off the screen with his athleticism. If it ever fully comes together for him mm-hmm. he's easily he's got the highest ceiling on the team but i don't know if it's ever gonna reach that potential and it but he looks like you look at you know when lebron plays you're like jesus that's the best athlete on the court even russell westbrook whatever you think about him i know he's a very uh polarizing figure but athletically you know russell westbrook could probably play safety in the nfl lonnie walker's that type of athlete like he just if it ever clicks, Lonnie has the highest ceiling. I think Devin Vassell has a 
highest floor. Because at the very worst, oh yeah, Vassell's a three and D, mm-hmm. Danny Green type player. That's the worst. You mm-hmm. could plug him into the starting lineup next year, and he's giving you at least Danny Green type of production. Mm-hmm. And to your point, he he could surpass everyone else on this team, and I don't think anyone would be surprised. Mm-hmm. And you know, Keldon's a blue chipper. Um, Dejounte Murray has improved his stats every single year, so there's no reason to think he's not going to keep getting better. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of potential. And that's why, again, I wouldn't mind if we just threw the kids in the deep end and, and yeah. let's see which ones swim. I yeah. wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like that's the, the Spurs thing to do also is like hype everybody up. Oh, we might trade LaMarcus Aldridge at the, at the trade deadline. Remember, like there was a lot of yeah. talk about that. Yes. You know, there's going to be a lot of talk about everything, but what's, what do we know is going to happen? Nothing, no, yeah. nothing. Okay. Demar's gonna walk. That's probably what is yeah. gonna happen. He's gonna walk. We're not gonna get anything back for him unless it's like, like you said, a team that needs to sign and trade. Then we might. Um, but yeah, and then we're gonna run it back with the young guys, roll out the ball, and say, "Let's go." It's your time. I'm okay now. with that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is the plan because it's not a coincidence that every player over 30 years old, yeah. their all their contracts are up at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a coincidence. Because yeah. they they extended Derek White, they extended Murray. I mean, they've they've made the extensions to the young guys. They didn't offer Aldridge. Matter of fact, they you know bought him out. But even if they didn't buy him out, his contract was up this year. Yeah. They made a conscious decision to wipe the slate clean with all the aging vets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I really like you said, do not be surprised if we just roll the ball out and let the young guys go because yeah. that's kind of the plan. Yeah, I think so. But they do have this cap space to go after guys. And, and I'm going to say it one more time. As long as they sign guys that are on the same timeline as the rest of this core, I'm good with it. And and let me say this to your point earlier but before I, I, uh, I wrap this thing up. If we do that and you said if worst case scenario is that we bottom out and they just get experience, let me tell you what. <laughs> We're not going to bottom out. We're not. No, like, I don't like, think like so the worst we can be with DeJounte, Derek, and those young guys, I, I would say is playing um territory. You know, 10, 9, 8, maybe even six. You know what I mean? If they can really take leaps forwards with this yeah. opportunity, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm pretty confident in that. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't think we'd ever be that bad because we've seen we've seen what it takes to be the bottom of the barrel, like Minnesota this year, Houston this year. It takes like a lot of a lot of bad luck, a lot of bad circumstance, a lot of shots not going in. You know what I mean? A lot of things have to go wrong for and you if to we really bottom, fall that low. And if we bottom out, then guess what? We get a top three pick, and we yeah. add a potential megastar to this core group, and that's not the worst thing either. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. again, I'm roll that ball out. I don't care. I'm not going to be one of those fans that gets all upset if we don't make a big trade on draft day because I don't expect okay. it. Yeah. And I don't want to give up cap space for aging yeah. vets and i don't want to give up this young core so mm-hmm. i'm gonna be all right if, <laughs> if, if we just take our two picks and yeah call it a day all right all right guys so thank you definitely guys for hanging out um everyone that's in watching right now please smash that like button down below chant yes. ghosts go when you do subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell let you guys know when we're uh no, no, notified when we're gonna go live but definitely check out the spurs and salsa podcast spotify link in the description below to find their channel um jd once you holler at spurs nation let them know where they can find you yes so we have a facebook page um it's pretty lively it's not just spurs it's all sports um 
Instagram's where we put all our food stuff. So if you're in town and you want to find some new restaurants around, go to at Spurs and Salsa on Instagram and Twitter. And then again, Facebook page, uh, Spurs and Salsa. We're currently changing platforms. So right now we're only on Spotify. But we're we're by next week, we should be back on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio. You can find our old episodes on all those platforms. And then we'll be back on all those for our new ones starting next week. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for having us. This was a lot of fun, yeah. man. I yeah. appreciate uh, you this, guys. This is our first collaboration. I can't wait to do it again. Uh, yeah, man, you got guys in Iceland watching you. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's the, the YouTube audience, man. They're international in here. But that's the great thing about it. Spurs basketball. Yeah. We're international there too, man. So, um, yeah, no, yeah, appreciate you guys definitely hanging out. You guys got a new. I heard you guys got a new uh, podcast feed, right? Yeah, so that's why we're only on yeah. Spotify right now. Um, but we'll be getting back on all platforms yeah. in the next uh, week or two. Mm-hmm. But you can find all our old stuff as well um, if you if you want to go that route. Yeah. Uh, again, we're very active on all social media, so hit us up. Uh, we'll see where Big Joe goes to eat next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we Joe. do a lot of beer too, a lot of local beer. Uh, yeah. Um, anything local, we just love supporting stuff around town. Um, and even if it's things around Texas, we'll we'll do too. But um, mm-hmm. Big Joe's the one that hits the town. Big Joe, yeah, holler yeah. at Spurs Nation, man. Where can they find you? Man, you guys can find us. I think I don't know if uh, JD mentioned, but uh, hit us up at Spurs and Salsa Twitter, at Spurs and Salsa. Um, I'm really not that uh, social media. Yeah, I type. run all most of this stuff. Right? It's all uh, <laughs> JD, but uh, yeah, man. It was great have being on here. You know, it was, one man. question I had for uh, JD though, you mentioned timeline timelines a lot. Did you watch Loki today? Is that why you keep saying timeline? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That word is in my mind because of Loki. Yes. Okay. Yes. So okay. I I need two more episodes. I need okay, two so more. Oh episodes. man. Uh-huh. All right. I'll shut up. No, no, no. But I've been seeing headlines about stuff, so I I'm a little aware of some things. Something. Yeah, you man, the internet Twitter, will man. Get you. I know. Social media uh-huh. gets you. Yeah, Isn't it crazy that in this day and age? where everybody watches TV on their own time shows like Loki can still, you have to watch it right away or it's going to get ruined on social media. Yeah. It's crazy that Disney and other platforms have still created that for us. Yeah. That's like some the, things we could talk about too on, on our sports and salsa. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you guys, man, for sure. For hanging out um, guys, make sure again, go check out their uh, podcast. The link is in the description below. Shout out to JD and big Joe for hanging out. All right, Spurs nation. Thank you so much. Before you go, before you stop watching, if you haven't already smash that like button down below, subscribe to yeah. this channel. Um, definitely guys check out the links in the description below to our Patreon uh, support the show. You get some perks along the way and, and get entered into some giveaways. We have an original Fiesta logo coming for you guys on a canvas um, nice. that'll be given away in August. Yeah, man. So, so shout out to Spurs Nation. Thank you guys for supporting us. And uh, go Spurs, go. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Um, adios, Spurs Nation. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a Fiesta? Yeah.